0: Welcome. This is Tears of a Clown podcast. I'm Liv and we are on our fifth episode. I'm gonna have a little bit of a husky boy voice today. I had a bug. I've gotten over it since but my voice is still catching up. Believe it or not I actually love when my voice sounds like this. I feel like it sounds in the way that I want it to most of the time so I really have no problem with it but I know everybody's auditory preferences are different so if you've already adjusted To what my voice sounds like outside of this, I apologize in advance. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about something that has been requested a lot and it is a subject that has affected pretty much all of us. We in some way, shape or form have been ghosted, whether it be by a friend, whether it be by a job, whether it be by a family member or of course a romantic prospect. So I don't totally love the word ghosting. I'm going to put that out there. And I don't know if that's the writer in me. There's certain terms that just irk me. I don't like them. I think they could be better represented. Uh, So this one is definitely a buzzword for sure, but it is like common nomenclature. So I'm just going to use it for today. But we'll be talking about what that actually means. And specifically what I want to say is everybody defines this very differently and that's because their experiences are different with it right but there's no really right or wrong way to make it valid you could be seeing someone for two months being you know sexually involved with them and talking regularly and they disappear and you've been ghosted or you could be you know in the process of fun banter via text message with someone and one day they pop up and disappear That's still ghosting. It just affects us differently depending on how much of an attachment we built, which goes back to who we are as a person and how we love and how we secure to other people or um, in other cases are unable to secure to other people. So again, like I said, this could also go for friends, family, and jobs, but it is a, a pretty widely known phenomenon, and I think it's important that we try and find some comfort and some calculation within this um, very common occurrence through the human experience now i segment ghosting out into three like main types that's the hierarchy and we're not talking about exceptions today okay so we've all had that friend that's like you need to chill out it's just been a minute what if someone got hurt what if you know there's worst case scenario we're not fucking talking about that because i'm gonna tell you right now 98% 98% of the time, that's not the case, okay? And if we're talking in numbers here, we're going to go by the probability, right? So, for instance, if you're someone who takes birth control and your birth control says it's 98, you know, 0.9% effective, you're taking that every day confidently pretty much thinking, okay, yeah, I, I'm going to be good, right? You don't think twice about it. So, let's not argue the other side just to argue the other side. I find that fairly irritating uh especially in these instances when it involves one's heart and um insecurities at play sadnesses at play rejections at play uh these are really serious matters for the people that are going through them and from the outside uh, i feel like others may not be as compassionate as they should be when you see someone facing a ghosting instance and again this can be with a friend family member a job prospect um, or of course a romantic relationship so my ghosting sequence and or hierarchy goes like this number one it's either something else or someone else number two it wasn't what you thought it was or number three you got a person on the other hand who lacks the necessary communication skills to be able to tell you what's really going on so let's start with number one. I think this is the most a common occurrence out of all of them, I would say. It's it's typical. And let's break this down really quickly. So when you meet someone or when you are presented with an opportunity, if we're talking about a job, everything in your life and everything in that being's life was existing as it was right before you met each other. So you've got years or however much time accrued up of just doing what you're doing and then all of a sudden these two forces collide and that does not mean that the surrounding stories with the said person or um, you know opportunity just suddenly refrain from disappearing so a great example would be I had a friend who went for a job that they were super excited about they really felt like they hit it off on the interview and it was a it was a match and what ended up happening was uh, they really didn't get a proper closing out on the role so essentially they kind of got like a from a recruiter oh we're we're still we're still kind of trying to figure it out and you know everything else and weeks and weeks and weeks passed by and nothing happened and eventually it just faded away right now, what I would say on the inside, everybody's going to have a million reasons why you need to be okay. It wasn't meant to be, right? There's that crew of people. There's the, you know, they probably sucked anyways, uh, advice givers. There's, there's a lot of different things in all of them. If someone is in your life as a support system, they mean fucking well, okay, right? Like that's number one. Um, we don't want to put other people down because of the way they love and they comfort. But what I will say is, Logic a lot of times trumps anything else. So if you look at the logic, I kind of explain this to my friend like, hey, listen, companies usually have a very strong amount of candidates internally that want a job and sometimes can cause a bit of a ruckus if they're not considered and or put in the forefront for that position, which means when you're in the middle of dealing with that, it's in in no defense to the improper follow up from the company. That's just unprofessional. uh, It has nothing to do with you. You're like the greatest candidate, but they have loyalties. They have ties. They have investments. They have promises. They have every day of seeing this person, okay? So I try to explain it in that way. And what, it ended up, what ended up happening was that they did go with an internal candidate and they just got back to him uh, quite a while later, which again was not professional. At that point, he ended up looking for another company and scored a job in the meantime. So I'm really glad it worked out for him. But there was that point of like agony where he's like, what the fuck did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Like we were laughing, we were talking, we had multiple calls, and and now suddenly I'm just I'm a non factor here. And I think the same thing goes with a lot of other connections. So a great example in my own life and in, in, in terms of my personal experiences. I'll never forget in 2020, I started texting this guy that I had had like an internet crush on for a while. I think we had originally matched on Bumble and became Instagram friends. He had the same kind of what it it looked like was values and belief system as me, um, kind of same spiritual approach, really great sense of humor physically to a T was my type. So once we started chatting, I was really excited about it. I was like, I think this is going to go somewhere and this is one that I would want to lock down. Right before, you know, we were supposed to hang out, we had just started making plans. We were sending like paragraphs and paragraphs to each other over text. He just stopped messaging me and I was so disappointed and I remember thinking, what the fuck did I do? I remember reading over my text messages over and over and being like, I must have A, made him feel uncomfortable, B, done something attractive or C, just bored him to death and he didn't want to text me back and I ripped myself apart for like the Better half of that year because of that situation now I'm a type I've talked about this before in other episodes if you don't want me you don't even have to as you start to even like like open your mouth to say it I'm out the door I'm, I don't tell me don't tell me you don't want me I'll go so I of course didn't say anything after had t- time had passed somehow we reconnected on Instagram and of course um, you know I saw that he had a girlfriend which means probably around that time he had met this girl when he was talking to me and then more time passed and they broke up and guess who ended up meeting out me and him right so most things do not last forever I hate to break it to the the greater population here it doesn't mean that some of the things in in front of us in in terms of people's jobs and relationships and everything else aren't aren't permanent right but most things don't so I spent so much time in unrest Thinking that I, like, just put this guy off and I felt, like, so shitty about myself. And the reality was, within a a span of hours, he had met this girl and fallen for her and just, like, decided to go for her. Like, she was the person physically in front of him and he pursued a relationship with her. So... At that point, it's you have to use your discernment if it's worth it, if you want to be with someone who's passed you up the first time. What I've learned is it's not. <laughs> so, um, you know, in terms of that person, I had I went through a period of per- trying to pursue them again a little bit. And I just realized, you know, if I'm not going to be your first pick the first time around, I'm probably not going to be your first pick again. Uh, and what we never want to do is have to sell ourselves to someone. Uh, if we're making money, if we're, if we're selling ourselves in terms of moving up in our careers, right and getting what we need whether it be advocating for the people that we represent and or ourselves sell the shit out of yourself okay sell the shit out of whatever you're doing but otherwise for like a romantic prospect no that's it's demeaning and it's shitty and you shouldn't have to do that okay uh do not take this out of context i'm sorry men specifically and be like yeah I've been trying to sell myself to my ex-girlfriend ever since I fucking cheated on her, and now I'm really trying to say, I'm done doing that. You either trust me or you don't. That is not the same. When you betray someone's trust and or make a grave mistake, you sell yourself until that person feels comfortable and can truly trust and accept you again, and if they can't, which some people can't, you gotta cut ties and both move on, okay? Nobody wants to be tortured on either end, and it's not really fun for both parties, Side tangent over. There's going to be times where you don't get that closure to know for sure if they've moved on, right? There's no opportunity on social media or in person and you're kind of left wondering, what the hell did I do and why did this person go? And I want to say at this point, before we kind of segue into the other two reasons that I think ghosting occurs, is it is our responsibility as human beings to not mold to some of the really shitty things that society accepts because those things cause mass amounts of pain and unrest to other people. And what might be a moment for you can be a very large chapter of another person's life. It takes two seconds, two seconds to be able to tell someone, hey, I just want to hook up. And if you can't tell that person that, Because you know it means they won't hook up with you. Guess what? You are completely withholding the opportunity for them to experience informed consent. And one thing I'll tell you is, with me, I'm not always politically correct. And that is something I'm just going to stand beside. It is who I am. I've fucking made a lot of mistakes in my life. And I'm the first to be like, oh, God, that was embarrassing. Or, oh, God, I probably shouldn't have spoken on that. Uh, But now what I will tell you is, something I'll never fuck around with is, manipulating someone into giving themselves a piece of you so if you're like oh well shit I can't say that it's going to totally ruin my chances guess what you already fucked up okay and if you're ghosting someone because of the fact that they acted like more was going to happen so they started acting like quote-unquote they were texting you a lot they were you know acting like a you guys were dating or they were your partner or started you know doing too much A lot of the times if they did that on the premise of not knowing that you just wanted to hook up, that is what's going to happen. When you meet someone on a fucking dating app, it is to date, okay? Unless otherwise specified. And I don't care what, like, indication everyone else is going to say and be like, well, Tinder's just for hooking up and this. No, it's not. It's not. It's really not. I can tell you that right now. Like, one of the most profound and intense and long-term relationships I ever had was from tinder I know people have been fucking married from that okay so that's not true yes are there people on tinder who say I'm just looking to do this or I'm just looking to do that I respect the hell of those people you want to know why because I just swipe left on them I'm like cool we're not looking for the same thing that's great the same way that I put it out there what I'm looking for right so if you are someone who maybe is going through a ghosting period and you're like you wanted to build something more with that person they disappeared consider that they may have just not communicated with you what their needs and wants were and that doesn't make you less valuable and I know that that's not really comforting while it's happening trust me I get it like when you want someone to want you and want to be with you It is so hard to not look at every single thing within yourself and be like, well, if I would have had this or if I was like this, maybe they would do that, right? But a lot of the times that goes back to so much deeper shit that doesn't even involve us. So I think that kind of goes into the non-communication standpoint with ghosting. There are some people who are going to ghost because they got in in over their fucking heads. They will get in over their heads and they're like, shit, I don't know how to deal with this. I oh okay I don't want this and and whatever complication that is tied to that situation it can be anything ultimately doesn't matter the biggest thing is that they do not want that level of consistency or attention outside of when they are present and when they want to be present with you so the easiest way to deal with that is I just don't want this person to go off on me I don't want this person to go crazy on me right like you know I don't I don't want this turn a big thing I don't owe them anything we only spent x amount of time together so they'll ghost you And it doesn't make anything that you felt towards them not real because you were feeling the things based on the context that you were given. But what it does mean is that you've got to be able to look at that person's actions and say, okay, I'm probably better off here. It's really difficult for us. Oftentimes when I talk to people in relationships that have gone sour, getting out of hard breakups, they're like, everything was so good in the beginning. And I'm like, well, define the beginning. And it's these moments of elated feelings where it's like, yeah, when you were on the fucking roller coaster and your hands were up in the air and you were going down and everybody's screaming, of course you had a good time. But what about the time after you got off the roller coaster and you had to walk around and wait in line for fucking snacks and stand in the sun? By the way, I hate amusement parks, but I'm using this as a reference because we only want to think about the ride. We only want to think about that small portion. We're not thinking about how we get there, how we stay fueled to be able to get on that ride. And a lot of the times those people aren't around for those situations, it's like a little bubble, it's like a you're in your own little world with them, and of course everything's fucking great, man, I mean imagine if we all right now just went captive with someone that we're super attracted to inside a little fucking vault, and it had everything we needed, it had food, had whatever movies you smoke or drink, whatever, had all the amenities we needed, right, and we don't have the news, we don't have people that we need to socialize with we don't have obligations we don't have work like and that can be an infinite amount of hours okay in real life it's not Uh, yeah I'm you're damn right that's probably gonna be the best experience of my life okay and that's sometimes what it's like when you're frozen in in time with with someone when you're having a great night with them then that turns into your entire um understanding and perception of them and that's not what it is so you have to look at the greater actions and be like oh shit okay yeah this person was like really attractive or really charming or you know was this while we were we were here but otherwise this person really doesn't give a fuck about my life and what I'll tell you is most of the time that will be the case if it's not the case and that person was coming on super strong and you were involved and then they disappeared on you you've been love bombed and and i'm sorry for that i've i've been there okay uh it is not dope i make a lot of jokes with my friends about like oh i love bomb i love bomb i love very hard so i'm the type of person and i've talked about this if i'm gonna get into somebody it's it's on like i am romantic i am extremely based on servitude i'm like i just love very hard i give myself to that person uh, and what I will say is when I do that, I do it with the intention of it being permanent, right? And there's been times where I've messed up, but a lot of times people will get swept up in just that moment, and they won't actually mean what they're saying, and then they're on to their new fixation, or they're on to whatever else mess they're, they, they've they have their toe dipped into. So... The communication point a lot of the times is really big. I'd say a small amount of that is, and I'm always weary to say this because I never want anybody to feel like shit, but sometimes what we experience is not the same as what the other person experiences. And that sucks. That's embarrassing. It's shitty. It's like, what? You know, sometimes you have a kiss with someone and you're like, oh, hell yeah, this is it. And they're like, nah, it's not there for me, right? So we do also we have to consider and 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 use that awareness that I say is so important. Sometimes it's like maybe this person wasn't as into this as I was, and I want to tell you guys a quick funny story. Don't worry, we'll still have story time, true story time. But in pertaining to this, because I no one's no one's immune to it. Okay, I remember I was talking to a guy that was in my friend group and I just like he looked like g-easy to me and I just was so into him and I thought like he was so cool and he like made all these funny twitter jokes and he was just like kind of an asshole and I'm like wow this is great right I'm going for this guy I had eyed him years and years prior finally started hanging out and I was just I was having a good time I really wasn't thinking about the fact that he was kind of like a bummer to be around and like there were some greater red flags but like in that moment I'm like yeah I got the guy you know And I'll never forget one night we all went out bowling. Everybody was getting drunk and I had not seen him for a few days. We we had only like kissed and like went on gates, but I uh, ended up like kissing him and then he had left. He was like going out with his guy friends or whatever and I went and did my own thing and a couple days later I'm talking to one of my girlfriends and I'm like, yeah, he's so funny. You've seen his Twitter, right? Like he's so funny and they're like, oh my gosh, no, I haven't. I go to this man's fucking Twitter and I see that this dude literally texts on Twitter. Like Twitter, like, you know, when you could text in, like he couldn't even go on his fucking app and it's like, uh, just was, um, just got my face attacked by a girl I don't like in, in a parking lot. Like someone please save me. And I'm like, oh my God, I was mortified. And number one, I take a lot of pride in my kissing. So I was like... I didn't fucking attack your face, bro. But number two, like I was like, I thought we were into each other. And then when I had to like really sit down and look at it, I'm like, okay, first of all, the physical chemistry was not there for me because I had to be the aggressor and I I don't, I don't want that. Um, so that's number one. Number two is like, yeah, the dude, if I look at the signs, he really didn't like me that much. Right. Um, and number three, like uh, you know good life good luck to him but like that's just a shitty fucking thing to do he could have just been like hey I'm I'm just not feeling this uh and he had a lot of opportunities to do so and he didn't you know so it's embarrassing as shit right like I I will probably like always at some point in my life like think about that and 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 just oh god I can't believe that's so embarrassing but like that was just a moment where maybe my awareness wasn't on point so I'm not saying you got ghosted because of that but what I will tell you is there is circumstances where you think you're charming someone or you're connecting with someone and it's not really there. And you have to be able to look at the signs and be like, okay, I should probably slow down. Like I maybe got a little ahead of myself here. Now you may be thinking, well, Liv, how do I deal with this? How do I confront my ghoster? You know, what do I do? And I would really say that's on a case by case basis. So, There's been times where I was talking to someone and they came on super fucking strong and were doing the most and then kind of disappear and I'm like, I've just reached out to them and been like, hey, it's pretty shitty you did that. I didn't appreciate that and that's taken a lot of years of dating and knowing myself and building my life up and my confidence to be able to be like, I don't care what this person thinks of me. I just want them to know this is not okay. Um, There's been times where I just don't ever talk to the person again. I delete their number and delete them off social media and... If I see them in public, I pretend like I've never met them. Like, I just don't even acknowledge them. Uh, There's been times where I leave everything as is. So, I don't do anything. I keep everything, you know, intact, so to speak. And I just kind of continue on with my life and wait it out and see. I would say it's circumstantial. But the biggest thing is going to be don't drag it out farther than what it needs to be dragged out to. So, what I mean by that is don't fucking hurt yourself more. It already hurts to get ghosted. Regardless of one of the three reasons I've told you, right? It just doesn't feel good. And you really... That's where you have to use that discernment and be able to say, okay, uh, let me look at the steps leading up to this. So, for a quick and fast ghost, I can go, huh, this person was kind of like coming on really strong and like didn't even really get to know me and then I probably started getting like used to the serotonin hit of them texting me and calling me constantly and then they left and like what am I actually missing from my life right now I've lived x amount of years without them and I'm gonna live x amount more without them there's gonna be times where it's like hey this doesn't sit right with me like I I don't know I think I might have missed a step here maybe you know you went out and you got a little fucked up and you acted goofy right or maybe you said something that was offensive or maybe you misread the situation you know and you're like I want to look more into this because I don't want to be that person I don't want to be an asshole or I don't want to be weird to this person right and then there's going to be other times where you just have to look at someone and be like this is all you're capable of like this is all you can do and I do think there's times where ghosting is appropriate Uh, I've had several instances where someone's just being just not cool like they're they're being cuckoo and I'm like nope you're getting blocked like sorry I'm not okay with that and and that's pretty much only been people that I've either met once or not met yet and I've set my boundaries with them I've let them know hey this is like I met you this is I'm not interested like this is what I think whatever and then they continue to like boo 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 like spiral um i think that's okay if someone makes you feel unsafe somebody tries to intimidate you anything else like there's going to be times and of course also there's instances where like someone asks for your number and you're like okay and then you're like oh i don't i don't want to do this right but i will say as much as possible we should try to practice that honesty and just tell someone hey like i'm not interested right? And, and it's uncomfortable, but having those conversations build character within ourselves, and we should never stop looking for opportunities to build ourselves to be better, stronger, and more communicative people. Okay, today's story is absolutely, I'd say, top three, one of my favorites, and it's a classic. It's an older one, but it is a damn good one, okay? Uh, this is the story of the guy with the tribal sword. So, there was a time that was just untouched, and we said yellow. We did stupid ass cringe things. And it was great. Like I wore Charlotte Russe and wet seal. And I had no problem with doing either of those things. So naturally when my girlfriend invited me to go out to party in one of the suburbs of our city. I obliged. I was like yes of course. And I got everything ready. I was listening to the motto. Okay by Drake. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. And so we show up to this party. And it's like mostly nerds. It's mostly nerds and I'm like where is all the you know cool guys like I am very confused right now and she's like well you know some some of the hot guys will come later. I'm like okay well so it was a core group of these kind of nerdy guys and I met them and they were all really cool so we actually ended up having a lot of fun and one of them stuck out to me specifically. It was like he was living in a different time zone like we were all with it and he was not. He had like these almost coke bottle-esque glasses he was like talking about his like calculator watch, but not like a, like a ironic way. Like the guy was just a fucking nerd. Okay. But he was also really attractive and he was kind of fitting to my type. Like he was a tall brunette guy with like a big nose like i was like whoa hey hey you know what's up so i'm thinking to myself this is great let's let's go so him and i are joking and whatever through the night and he's doing all these cringe like dorky things but at the same time i'm like he's kind of great well you know obviously in these days it's like you have some smirnoff throw a little svedka in there maybe and um you know Things keep rolling. Things keep going, right? I, God, I don't. And Jaeger, I don't know what the hell else we were drinking, but it was—it was not good. Okay, so obviously we're gonna stay the night at that place. My friend goes with one of the guys that she had been talking to, staying there, and I'm left out late with the freaking nerd. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm cuddling with this guy tonight. Whatever, you know, it was innocent. So we go back to his room. He's so sweet. He gives me a big T-shirt gives me the privacy to change into it we're staying in his room and we're like just like talking we make out all night it's super cool and I'm like wow you know this was cool so the next morning I wake up and this man I kid you not is sitting there like babysitter's club style with his hand under his chin looking at me sideways and I'm like oh my gosh hi and he's like you look so cute when you sleep and this was a time I want to say in my life where, like, you don't do that. Like, that wasn't cool to do that. And, and kudos to him for being so authentic to himself. But this is, like, not something you do. We're, like, in our beginning of, like, community college days. And it's, like, ew, what do you want? You know? Be mean to me. So I was very confused by that. And I'm, like, oh, haha, thanks. You know, whatever. And I'm, like, trying to get my bearings about me. And he's sitting there. He's, like, so do you have any siblings? And we had just like made out and I'm like wearing a giant t-shirt in his bed and I'm hungover, and this guy's trying to ask me about my siblings and like instantly trying to get into like deep conversation. And I'm thinking to myself, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like this is too much for me. Like the nerd was fun for the night, but this is not, this is not me. Like this is not on brand to my life and what I want. Right. I'm a little fucking asshole. I'm like fucking 20 years old, barely 21 maybe. So I start looking around the room and i see a tribal sword above the doorway like it is huge and it is mounted okay but then i start looking around the rest of the room and there are like all these weird incel like edgelord type fucking posters everywhere and i'm like oh no no like i was a cool girl and i stood beside that like this was not cool like He's got Legos everywhere. Like, I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck did I miss all of this last night? But I was drunk and it was dark, and I, I, you know, I didn't really care. I see a letter, like a, a, a like a, a letter from his grandma, like framed, like above his bed, and it has like his full name in it. And I'm like, oh my god. And then I look down, and the sh- I'm wearing a fucking disturbed shirt, and I'm like this kid that's like coming from, like, this elitist fucking, like, punk scene, like, hardcore kid scene, so, like, that was just the hugest no-no ever, and no matter, like, how uncool I am now, I just never, that, that band sucks, like, I'm sorry, it's just not a good band, it's, and, and the people, the fans are the worst part about that band, but, um, so I'm, like, what in the fucking poser, insult like i had no idea what was going on and i start looking around and i'm like this is gonna damage me this is gonna ruin me like my come to think of it now i think i was 19 actually i I don't think i was of legal drinking age my 19 year old life is gonna fall the fuck apart because i'm i'm hanging out with this dork now he managed to somehow start talking about the sword he must have seen that my eyes gravitated towards it And he's like, yeah, that's my, you know, ceremonious um, sword. And it comes and he starts telling me this. And I'm like, please, God, like my body is drying up. Like, I can't do this. I don't I don't ever want to physically be involved with you again. I want to go home. I don't want to do this. And he goes, (laughs) I can't make this shit up. He goes and, and, and kind of props up in the bed and he's like, you like that shirt? I, I gave it to you because it's my favorite shirt. Ha <laughs> ha. they my favorite band. You know, like he is just making matters worse. It wasn't just like, okay, this guy is kind of like got a different taste than me. Like he is just hammering the nail in. And I eventually freaked the fuck out, make an excuse to leave and go because I didn't know what else the hell to do. Poor guy. I mean, I ghosted the guy. Okay, I did. I, I, was, I was not uh, interested in pursuing that path to drunken make out now here's the end of the story in the kicker years later i ran into him and he like had contacts he had like gotten super fit he was just like very cool guy i mean still always a little bit of that nerd but like mostly from the outside it was undetectable that the guy fucking had you know a letter from his grandma above his bed and and lego sets and a tribal sword and like to disturb and amongst other things okay talking to me about tasting samples at his work and how I should come. So, I ended up hanging out with him. Things ended up going somewhere. And in turn, he ended up really proving to me that he, he had a lot going on. Like, he was a he was a worth his weight in gold, right? Um, and he ended up ghosting me back. Now, I'm pretty sure that he has, like, a family and is married and everything else. But I, I, I have to tip my hat off to this dude because... He did on some level get his revenge. He did get his revenge. And I'm proud of him for that. But that's not going to take away the fact that he sat up in bed after we had just made out and wanted to talk about our life stories and was giggling because just don't, just don't do that. I really hope you enjoyed that story. I think it's kind of sweet, kind of funny, a little sentimental. And it's my life. And there's a lot more when that comes from. So I hope you enjoyed listening to um, my husky voice today. I hope this episode afforded you a little bit of clarity and or perspective. And most of all, I just hope you enjoyed being here because I fucking love talking to you guys. Don't ghost people. It's as simple as that. Try to be as good of a person as you can this weekend. But also enjoy yourself. My name's Liv, this is Tears of a Clown, the podcast, and I'll see you next week.